travel, I mostly don't care about seeing the sights. And I've seen amazing temples and churches and beautiful things. But what I really care about is connecting to the people of the places where I visit. Experiencing the raw, the texture, the colors, that thread that weaves through all of us that binds us together in our humanness, you know? Like that to me is my graduate school. That to me is my art class. So, ironically, there I was visiting one of the most highly touristed places on the planet. I'm in Cambodia visiting Angkor Wat. One of the cool things to do there apparently is to see the sunrise over the temple, the main temple, Angkor Wat in the morning. I'm staying at this little guest house, probably like five to seven miles outside of the grounds, run by this crazy German guy, and he rents me a bike for a buck. Deal. <laughs> so it's dark o'clock. It's 5 a.m. No one's up. I can't see a freaking thing. He gives me the bike. I'm like, cool. Doesn't have a light. No problem, he says. No big deal. All right. So I start going, I'm all alone, right? Seriously, I can't see shit. It's pitch black. I'm riding, and I'm kind of riding by braille, kind of like, okay, I'm off the road. Sweet, cool. About two minutes into this ride, I'm thinking, I think this is a bad idea. This bike, now I'm no athlete, but I can kind of hold my own, right? This bike was so freaking hard to pedal. I don't know what the hell the story was. <laughs> oh God, this sucks so bad. It's pitch black, I can't see the road. I'm sweating my ass off, which made me kind of like a swamp for mosquitoes, which was awesome. Now, I'm riding. I'm like, all right, just do it, just do it. Sunrise. And I hear this dog off in the distance. And it's super pissed, right? And it's not so off in the distance anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's getting closer. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, 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 ah. seriously putting my legs up in the air, expecting at any moment that this dog was going to chomp my ankle. <laughs> so I'm happy to report that it didn't. And I made it to Anchor Wat in one piece, sweating my ass off. The eyes are like burning. And I see the sunrise, you know, cool. <laughs> and then I go about my day to see the sights. So I don't know if any of you have ever been to Angkor Wat, but it is quite a sight. There are giant tour buses that roll in and out of there hundreds a day. And for the people that live there, who are quite poor, that live in the grounds, they see these things as giant rolling ATMs, right? And so there are hundreds of kids there, prolific, amazing, brilliant. They don't go to school, they can't afford it, but their English is perfect because they learned it from the tourists. Now their job is to sell all, all sorts of things to people. It's kind of intense. As soon as anyone steps foot off of their bus, their tuk-tuk, their bike, they are swarmed literally by 10 and 20 kids. Now, something you should know about me is that I can't say no to kids, especially ones that are poor, and especially ones that have really big brown eyes. Like, you know. 
afternoon, I had spent all my money <laughs> on all kinds of things that I didn't need. Little Ganesh statues and beaded bracelets and little Christmas ornaments for a tree that I would never have. <laughs> and since by this point I was uh, nine miles away from my guest house on that shitty ass bike, I thought it'd probably be best if I saw one more sight and then headed home. I also, kind of embarrassing, had run out of water. Oops. So I'm riding. <laughs> And I get to the last site, and I get off my bike, and true to form, swarm. 20 kids, 15 kids. Hey, buy this thing, buy this thing! I'm like, I don't have any money. You're lying. We don't believe you. You're American. You have money. I, I don't, actually. I, I don't. I literally turned out my pockets to show them the land. I'm like, look, I don't have any money. And then what happened next was so cool. It was like this wave went through them, this collective sigh, right? Of like, oh, we get you. We don't have any money either. And so for the next hour, it was so awesome. Because without that money thing in the equation, we got to just be real with each other. We sat down on the ground. They didn't sell shit. I felt kind of bad about it, but not so bad. And we talked about our families and our lives. And we drew pictures for each other, and they drew pictures for me. And I think they gave me a name in their native language, Khmer. And I don't know what it meant. Probably some like broke ass white chick who can't ride a bike. It was amazing. It was exactly what I was looking for. So I go to the site and I come back and I'm about to get on my bike and we're saying goodbye and one of the older girls puts herself in front of me and my bike stop! It's very dramatic. You cannot ride this bike! It's very dangerous. I've been riding it all day. No, you cannot. We care about you. You cannot ride this bike. Again, you know, I'm not the most bike savvy. But I look at the back tire, totally flat. Not even a whiff of air. Yeah, that's why I was so hard. <laughs> yeah. Hire me next time you want to work on your bike. So they were like, you cannot ride the bike. I'm like, dude, I've been riding it all day. No. Okay. So they made me promise that I was not going to ride the bike. So I'm like, cool. Right on. And I'm walking my bike, and I'm thinking, as soon as I get around this corner, I'm totally riding the bike. And I'm right around, about, right, rounding the corner, I'm about to swing my leg over, when all of a sudden this girl runs out of the bushes from across the street, <laughs> yelling, can I love you? <laughs> and she puts these bracelets on my wrist. Like, yeah, can I love you back? Yeah. Now, her name was Lassie. She was 11 years old. And she had the smile like it was lit up from inside her by a thousand suns. She had no money. She had one pair of pants, one shirt. She couldn't afford school. She lived in essentially a roof. It was a house with no walls, with her parents and 10 brothers and sisters. Her job was to sell these bracelets that she just gave me. What could I possibly give to this girl that would be enough? Right? So she's like, oh, your bike. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I can help you. I have some friends. 
we'll fix it. Walk with me. All right, cool. So we're walking on this little road, and we're talking again about her family, the things she loves, what I love, what we care about. Humanity, right? And she's all, do you know any songs? <laughs> and she proceeds to sing this super beautiful, excuse me, <laughs> super beautiful song, like heart opening in Khmer. She looks at me, okay, what do you got? I'm like, hmm. All I could come up with was Christina fucking Aguilera. <laughs> no one, we are beautiful, no matter what they say. And we sang it over and over and over that phrase. Ten minutes. Thank you, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> so for about 30 minutes, we get to our destination, which was essentially a row of stalls set up selling all kinds of things. Lassie immediately hops on my bike and takes off. I'm like, I don't know if I'll see that bike again. Cool. Sorry, German guy. And I got to meet all of her friends while she was off getting my bike fixed, right? So the first guy I meet, I like to call the mayor. And he walks up to me, and he has a very uniquely shaped body. He's a little legs and a little arms, and this giant barrel body with this huge spot for his heart. And this really big face and these giant teeth. They were like a horse teeth, but when they smiled, it was like this big. And he has this two liter bottle of water. He's like, you buy my water? I'm like, dude, I would love to buy your water. You're like, you're like the mayor. How'd you get so beautiful, so handsome? <laughs> but I don't have any money, I'm sorry. And I ran out of water too. Don't worry, you, I give you water. You'll come back tomorrow, you buy my water. Shit, right? This kid, whose job it is to sell these two liter bottles of water, again, giving me one. Let me tell you that when I said I will come back tomorrow, I meant it. Next up, I meet mom. She's 18, tough as nails, doesn't believe anyone. Tells me about her husband that she just married who's 19, older man. <laughs> and she wants to make a life for herself outside of Angkor Wat. Make some money. Provide for her kids that she wants to have. I need mom, kind of like the pit boss of the crew, right? A little naked baby on her hip that just keeps pooping. <laughs> and we sat down in these folding chairs for an hour, maybe more. And again, we talked about belonging. We talked about marriage, disappointment, love, loneliness, kids, confusion, all of it. After a while, Lassie comes rolling back, tires still flat. <laughs> I couldn't fix it, but she managed to convince this tuk-tuk driver to strap it to the back of his tuk-tuk and ride me the nine or ten miles back to my guest house. So we said goodbye, and I promised to come back the next day. 6 a.m. rolls around the next day, and I hire a tuk-tuk to take me back there. 6.30 when I arrive, they're already working. I step out of my tuk-tuk, and I get swarmed, but in the most delicious way. <laughs> they freak out, <laughs> climbing me, and the mayor's like, <laughs> You know, we didn't think you were going to come back. You know, Ma, she was like, I need to come back. <laughs> You know, yesterday she was like, you're not going to come back. No one ever comes back when 
they say they're going to come back. <laughs> yeah, I know. So for the next little bit of time, I, again, proceeded to buy lots of things that I didn't have money for, um, nor did I need. And I said goodbye. And when I left there, I left with such a mixture of being absolutely filled up with joy and love for these people. It's like they reaffirmed my notion of humanity. And at the same time, I was torn apart. How, you know, I bought, what, a couple t-shirts and a couple bottles of water from the mayor. I wanted to buy all their things. What's enough? Was I enough? What is possibly enough? Ugh, kills me. A couple days later, I'm in Phnom Penh, the capital. And I'm staying in this amazing little guest house, this little sanctuary, which was right across the street from a prison where they killed millions of people in the Pol Pot regime. Quite a contradiction. I'd walk out in the morning, and there was all manner of people selling all kinds of things, books and CDs and motorcycle rides and chuk rides and all of it. And this man approached me, and it took every ounce of my being to not visibly flinch. He was probably one of the most deformed people I'd ever seen. It was literally like his face had melted on his skull. When I was here, when I was here. Two holes for a nose and sort of a question mark for a mouth. And I saw the way people treated him. And I was not going to fucking move. And I was going to look him in the eye and see him as the man that he is with the dignity that he deserves. It was hard. And every day I'd make a point to go out and find my melty faced man. <laughs> and we would sit there and shoot the shit. And it was awesome. And after a while, I didn't feel like I had to flinch. And then I said goodbye. And again, left with that same mixture of such gratitude and so filled up and so heartbroken of, is this enough? Am I enough? A couple days later, a couple days ago, I'm in line at Sequin. And the checker, kind of watching her, and I was in a shitty mood. She's like, to me all minute. <laughs> and I get up to her line, and she looks right at me, and she says, hey, baby, how are you? <laughs> like she really cared. Like she actually really wanted to know. And I said, I'm good. How are you? And she says, I'm in the grace of the Lord, baby. Like I am every day. I'm in the grace of the Lord. And when she said that, I felt like I was too. And I walked out of there and I'm walking in my car. And I realized that I felt different than when I had walked into that store. 20 seconds in that woman's line of her caring changed me. And I thought about my musings always of, am I enough? And she gave me the answer, which was yes. Me seeing you, you seeing me authentically, it's totally enough.